Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob, you are tuning in to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, weekly show every Sunday night, 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. You are here. We are broadcasting live tonight. This is, let's see, what is the date today? We got Sunday, December 19th. 
And so we're broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX AM Radio in Dickinson, North Dakota. You are also listening possibly on KDIX's website or on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so we are glad to have you. We want to invite you to our program today. We had a great church service at the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson that I pastor, and we had visitors there, and it was just good to see everyone. Church was looking full. People were, um, we had a great time of prayer at the end of the service. Uh, Felt like we had some type of breakthrough to me, so I was excited about that. And God is doing some great things here in Dickinson, and we are glad to be with you tonight. I've got people texting me already, which you can do, 701-290-7862. You can text me. There's just a lot of, actually, a lot of people texting tonight. The award to the earliest texter is Brother Griffith, the minister from Great Falls, Montana. He texted me. What time was it? He he was kind of cheating. He got he got in early. He was three oh one p.m. So hey, we've got uh, Stormy listening uh, tonight from the Philippines. Good to have Stormy listening. Uh, if you are out of the country and you can't text me, you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Uh, let me just go through this, just some of the ones that have communicated with me so far. We've got uh, Brother Dale Jones listening tonight in Minnesota. We've got uh, Timothy, and they're traveling tonight. Uh, Timothy, Maddie, and Eliana, they're on their way to Wisconsin listening in the car. We've got Sister Brett's listening up in Kildare, North Dakota. We've got Lori listening in South Hart. Uh, Brother Greg Johnson listening tonight. Where are you at? You're probably in Arizona, is my guess. We've got Yvonne and Marin and Bowman. We got Raul listening in Watford City. No, not Wapaton. I'm sorry. Tim listening in North Carolina. We've got Abe, Sierra, Cassidy are listening. Hey, we've got Phil and Lisa listening. I pray for you guys. Still prayed for I reached out to you, Phil. I sent you a text. You never responded, so I didn't know if you like me or not still. Uh, the uh we've got yeah, just just good to have everybody listening. Like I said, we've got Stormy listening all the way from the Philippines tonight. He's staying up so he can hear me. What time is it, Stormy, in the Philippines? Uh, I I know their time they're I think you're about as far away timeline as you can be when you're in the Philippines. Let me see if he even tells me what time it is. Oh, it's, it's he is, oh, it's 11.05 Monday morning. Oh, he's he's awake. Okay, well, you don't even wake up until when? The um, But he says hello to everybody in, in our church, and God bless you and your family. Stormy's been a friend of mine. I, I've known for many, many years, met him in, in our jail ministry, and uh, just made, we made a good connection, and we've been friends ever since. As I said earlier, I'm the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We had a great service today. Our church address is 501 Elks Drive. If you are listening tonight locally from from uh, uh, here in Dickinson, you know the we bought the old Elks or the Elks Building, not the old Elks Building. We brought the Elks Building, and we own most of that building now. And uh, the Elks still has a, a nice restaurant downstairs, and they're great neighbors. But we are so happy with this building that we have it set up to seat. We can seat 500 people in our sanctuary. We have all kinds of Sunday school classrooms, great fellowship hall, and I I'm really happy. I just you know when we moved to Dickinson many many years ago to start the church, 
we started meeting. Our first services were held at the Ivanhoe Inn, which is on Main Street in, in Villard Street in Dickinson. We met in the basement there. And from that humble beginning, we met in another motel for a while. Then we moved to a 105 7th Avenue West for a while, beautiful little church building there. We outgrew that, and we had the opportunity to buy the Elks building, and we're so excited about that and just excited about, you know, mainly we know the church is not a building, but it's certainly nice to have a nice building to meet in, and we're excited about what God's doing here in Dickinson. And I'm 63 years old, and and I feel good, I feel strong, and I want to see our church fill up this building of 500 people and then start churches all over this area. We've got a church plant in Beach, North Dakota. We have a church plant in Bowman, North Dakota. And uh, some of the ones from Bowman are listening tonight, and we're just excited about what God's doing, and we want to see churches. Uh, And you say, well, aren't there churches in those cities anyway? Well, I'm talking about churches that believe in the minimum of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, salvation. Repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know much about church or the Bible, I'll tell you that there aren't many churches that are preaching and teaching that, and uh, that's what the plan of salvation that Jesus set up in the uh, in the original church. So we are preaching the same thing that the original church preached. And I'll probably touch on that tonight some. I didn't bring my guitar in the studio, but we'll be um, playing some good music tonight. Uh, let's see, who else? We got, um, we've got the Portellus brothers listening. Uh, Samson and Nettie are listening tonight. I'm glad you guys are listening. Tina from Kildare is listening. So we've got um, just a lot of people listening, a lot of people texting me tonight, 701-290-7862. If you do text me any comments or especially scriptures, Go ahead and write the whole scripture out, and maybe I'll use those. Tonight, we are going to talk about the same thing I preached about today in church. I'm going to talk about guarding the most precious thing, the most precious gift that was given to us. And if you weren't in church today, you may not be able to guess what it is, or you might try to guess what it is. But this gift that was given to us is the gift of faith. The Millers are listening in Beach, so we do have somebody out that way listening. I didn't see Kevin in church there. Was, was somebody sick today? I didn't. I, I, you know, there were so many people, I didn't get to connect with everybody in church today. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. These are the, some of the two first verses that Pastor Bob ever put to memory. And we had a Bible teacher in our Bismarck church named Bud Perry, and he taught us a new converts course. And this, these two verses were verses that he required that we memorized, and a beautiful verses. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible says that it's God's grace that we're saved, And he uses faith to do that. This, we're saved by grace, and we're saved through faith. The basis for our salvation, the catalyst, the root um, of salvation is faith. That's why 
Uh, the Jewish people in the Old Testament lost sight of this, and they walked with God according to their rules and regulations, their religion, but they lost the very essence of what God wanted for them, and that was faith. That's why the Bible calls us the children of Abraham now, but we're not the children of Abraham through some kind of genealogy, but we're the children of Abraham through faith. The basis of the plan of salvation that I mentioned earlier, which is found in a nutshell in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, repentance, that means asking God for forgiveness, turning away from sin, uh, being baptized, immersed in the name of Jesus Christ in water, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. And, of course, we believe that we should pray in tongues as Pentecostals. That we're, That's what praying in the Spirit is. But the basis of the plan of salvation is faith. Without faith, it doesn't make any sense to try to repent. If you don't know there's a God that loves you, if you don't know that there's a, there's a Bible that teaches you what sin is, if you don't know that there's a, a, a God that came into this world robed as a man, disguised as a man, went to a cross, died for our sins, if you don't know any of that, it won't do you any good to repent or to be baptized. The basis of repentance, the basis of baptism in Jesus' name is faith. The basis of seeking after the gift of the Holy Ghost is faith. We, you know, we're not the type of Pentecostals that teach you how to speak in tongues. We teach you to seek God and let Him fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the initial evidence of that is to speak in another tongue, a language that you don't know, as the Spirit gives you the ability or gives you the utterance to do that. Faith is how we see the hand of God in things. Faith is how Elijah, when he prayed that it would rain, and he saw his servant saw a little cloud off in the horizon. And Elijah said, it's going to rain. Because that little cloud, Elijah saw more than a little cloud. He, he was seen through the eyes of faith. The... Um, It's through faith, the book of Hebrews says, we understand that God created the world. Through faith, we understand that. And and this, this, this verses in Ephesians 2 and 8 says, that faith is a gift from God. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that, a lot of religious people that are really confused, I believe, about what they believe is, is predestinationism. They think that were predestined to heaven or hell. On the other hand, there are people that think their salvation was something that they just thought up themselves. They were hungry for God and began to search for Him, and they found Him. Neither one of those are correct, really. We have, we're not predestined to heaven or hell, and it wasn't like we found God, but He was looking for us. He was calling us, and He gave us the gift of faith. Now, when you're given a gift, you need to take care of it. When you're given a gift, you need to cherish it. Um, I'm not necessarily a gift guy, so gifts um, 
you know, I appreciate gifts and I, I'm thankful and, and so on when somebody does something nice for me. Believe me, as a pastor, people in our church are so nice to my wife and I. <laughs> they give us gifts and different things, and I, I, I really am appreciative of these gifts. I try to be appreciative. But one of the worst things ever is if you get a gift and you forget who gave it to you or where you put it. Like, where is that gift that I got? And that's the way some people treat this gift of faith. You know, you can't take credit for your faith, but you'll take the blame if you lose it. See, it was a gift. Like, I can't take credit for this beautiful bag of coffee that somebody gives me as a gift as their pastor, because they know that I like coffee. And so occasionally, just it's today, like, I didn't even mention this in church, but today somebody left me a really nice coffee sitting on my desk before my Sunday school class. I don't know who gave it to me. I really don't. But I can't take credit for it. But, and just as the gift of faith, you can't take credit for the gift of faith, but you will take the blame if you neglect the gift of faith. And so this brings me to my topic tonight. Faith, we're saved by faith. It's the most important thing that we have, is our faith. It's a gift from God, and we need to appreciate that gift, protect that gift. Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show, I'm going to try some new music here by a guy named Jason Davidson. And uh, one of my granddaughters uh, kind of turned me on to this here just a few minutes ago. See if you like this stuff. Let me know. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. My daddy made his start In a fiery red hot revival Conviction grabbed his heart Preacher said, son, you can make it Just take a stand and don't give up And when he gave the altar call That's when dad stood up As I sat in our spring revival Twenty-five years come and gone Said stand if you were delivered from drugs or alcohol. Dad hit his feet, but I kept my seat. There wasn't much more to say. He led me right for all those years. I didn't have to stand that day. He stood up for the right. He stood up with his hands held high. a lot in life One lesson I learned from example Son, you never give up the fight I'm not trying to say he's perfect I never had a streak of bad luck I've just forgotten the times he's fallen But I remember when he stood up He stood up for the right He stood up with his hands held high
Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show. Yeah, at least we got Stormy from the Philippines saying he likes that song. Um, my granddaughter said that's her favorite, one of her favorite songs. Sierra, well, thank you for sharing that guy with me. Just got uh, Tim from North Carolina listening. Um, let's see what did what did Brother Griffith just tell me? We said, uh, but they had one filled with the Holy Ghost in their church service tonight. That was exciting in Great Falls. I take it. You are tuning in to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We are talking about guarding your faith. It's a gift from God. We're saved by it. It's the most important thing we have. Uh, the devil wants to destroy our faith. The devil wants to attack our faith. Our family just went through something here this last weekend. One of my nieces uh, passed away. Not a good situation. And, um, you know, sometimes things like that can hurt your faith. You know, the unanswered prayers, you pray and pray and pray, and people still go bad, they still go wrong, they don't turn around. It doesn't turn out the way that you feel like it should, or maybe even the way that it should have turned out. Now, we can explain much of that because we have free will. So you can pray for somebody, and if they decide to die from an overdose of drugs, they can still do that because God has allowed free will. Now, that free will doesn't explain everything bad that happens. You know, just before the radio show started, I was listening to the news here in the studio, and it said that, you know, there was 90-some people killed in these storms in five states just recently, a week ago, 78 in Kentucky. You know, that... That doesn't explain, free will doesn't explain that. You know, I understand that. But if we're not careful, Satan can use circumstances um, and other things to weaken or destroy our faith. And that's his desire. He wants to destroy people's faith. That's the reason for the program tonight. We have got to guard our faith. We've got to protect our faith It is the most precious gift that we have. And even though God has given you faith, you can still be lost if you don't take care of it. You know, there are people right now listening to me that I know that have had bad situations in their life. Whether it be health situations, family situations, um, loss of loved ones, different things that really don't have good explanations. And if you're not careful, your faith can become cold. You could maybe still walk with God in a certain way, like at least publicly, but your faith can die. You've got to guard your faith. Things that we have to guard our faith against, like I say, discouragement. Not everything works out the way we think it should. God has a plan. God works all things together for good to them that love him. But sometimes if you don't wait around long enough, it doesn't make any sense. That's kind of how our family's feeling right now. I I haven't lost my faith, but certainly um, my family is struggling. It, my wife's niece has passed away and just a you know bad situation. It was a I, I, I spoke at the funeral in Williston. It was not an easy thing for me to do. It wasn't an easy thing for any of us to go through. But 
the Bible says that we go through things like that. And Peter said it's kind of like the it's like the refining of gold. He said in First Peter one and seven that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So God allows things in our life to test our faith so that it can become stronger. But here again, you can go either way with it. God wants your faith to be stronger, but some people just give up on God. Well, what good does prayer do anyway, they say? But you just keep praying, and God will keep working. Other things that can damage our faith are are like worldly philosophies and so-called science that attack faith in God and Scripture. You know, when somebody tries to tell you there's a bunch of discrepancies in the Bible, it's because they don't understand the Bible. Chalk it up to your own stupidity when you don't study when you don't understand something in the scripture. That's that's the truth. And as far as science discrediting the Bible, science changes its mind about every 5 minutes about everything. So it depends on which version of science you're going to listen to. But it takes a lot of faith in science to believe what they're telling us, too. Because they don't have any evidence of Big Bangs and all these other theories. They don't have evidence of a macro evolution. They don't have any evidence of that. Fossil records should be full of it. But it's not. In fact, if anything, the second law of thermodynamics says that things go from a state of perfection to imperfection. They don't evolve to get better they evolve to get worse. That's the way it works. But they tell us that randomly it didn't work that way. There's a young man whose first name is Ryan that lost his faith. He lost his faith. He went to college, and he started to swallow the so-called science and facts that he was being taught. And he lost his faith in the Word of God. Last I heard, he was like an atheist. Guard your faith against those things. When the people that are promoting those things are dead and gone, the Bible will still be the top seller in the world, top selling book in the world, like it's been for a long, long time. You know, you, you can, you know, it's kind of like, was it, <coughs> who was it? Was it, uh, Voltaire that made a statement that within 50 years he said there won't be a Bible in print in the world except in museums. And something like 50 years later, after his death, the Geneva Bible Institute bought his house and they still operate out of their publishing Bibles all over the world. You know what? The other things that can hurt your faith, uh, hypocrites can hurt your faith. People that claim to know Jesus, but they're not living the way they should. Uh, here again, don't be so critical of people. You know, there there are people that are struggling. There are people that want to do right, and they fail. And so I'm not here to throw all the hypocrites under the bus. But if you're going to use hypocrites as your excuse to walk away from God, that's not going to hold up when you stand before God, because he's given you faith. You've got to be a mature enough person to realize that we're dealing with people, and you're a people. <laughs> you know, you're not perfect either. You know, this this um, 
You know, this idea that, well, I was hurt by somebody that was supposed to be a Christian, or maybe you were hurt by somebody that was supposed to be a pastor. Listen, you've got to guard your faith against this foolishness that you you are going to just throw in the towel because somebody hurt your feelings or somebody hurt you even worse than that. You know, some people um, become bitter because of damage that was done to them. You've got to be careful. You've got to guard your faith. Hebrews 12.15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. <clears throat> In other words, you could fail this gift of faith. This gr- the grace of God is the gift of faith. That's what it is. I'm not talking about one of the nine spiritual gifts. I'm talking about the gift of faith. That spark where you begin to realize God is real and he's calling you. There's something deeper. You're not just an animal. You're not You're not just a smart orangutan. You're not just a, a smarter version of a whale or a dog or a dolphin. No, there's something deeper about humans, and God has put something inside of us, this, this longing, this desire, for something else, something bigger, and that's faith. Faith is the sixth sense. You have your five senses to perceive the world. Faith is the sense that we perceive the spiritual things. And if you don't guard this gift of faith, just like your gift of eyesight, you know, I Pastor Bob has got one eye. I'm blind in one eye, and I can see out of the other one. And I, Mom, I can see well enough to drive. She always worries about me driving. But I can see well enough to drive. You know, um, for years I've worked construction, didn't really care about my eyes. You know, I just tougher than that. Didn't need safety gloss, glasses when I was cutting metal or anything. So I didn't guard my eyes, and I lost one of them. I am guarding the other one because <laughs> I don't want to lose it. And you don't want to lose your faith. It's a gift from God. So is your hearing and all these things. But the faith is your gift from God to get you to heaven. Don't let bitterness destroy your faith. <coughs> you know, you're angry at somebody. You won't forgive somebody. And you want to go to hell over this? Jesus said, if you won't forgive them, I won't forgive you. None, you know, the hypocrites, your bitterness, none of these excuses will work when you stand before God someday and he's going to ask you, backslider, what did you do with the gift of faith I gave you? Are you going to tell him, well, I just didn't take care of it? See, you can try to justify your actions now, but it won't make any sense then. It's not going to. When you see this great cloud of witnesses that that is that standing there when we stand before God in judgment, that kept their faith through all kinds of trials and troubles and unfair things, persecution even, and even death and torture, you're going to realize that your little excuses aren't going to make much sense to God then. The most important thing that you've ever been given is faith. That's the most important thing. And some of you, possibly, and I'm hoping you're listening tonight, I'm hoping I'm catching somebody just driving through Dickinson listening to the radio. 
<coughs> you haven't given faith much of a thought. But let me read it again. The Bible said, for by grace are you saved through faith. You can't go to heaven without faith. You can't. That's why the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4 and 7 said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And he went on to say there is a crown, there's a, there's a prize that's laid up before me, and not for me only, but for everybody that's kept the faith. And so, wh- whatever happens, whatever things you lose, no matter how unfair life seems to you, don't lose your faith. The root cause of all backsliding. If you find yourself backsliding, in whatever area, the root cause every time is your faith is damaged. That's the root cause. If, you, if you're playing with sin, and you know God, but you're playing with sin, you're having a faith problem. If you're having trouble praying, you have a faith problem. No matter what, if you are not successfully living for God, you've got problems with your faith. And I'm going to spend the next part of this program telling you how to build your faith. Text me tonight, 
Pastor Bob, tell it like it is radio show. And I gonna also I just kinda pipe in there that if you have you keep your faith strong, the devil can't keep you down either. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking about the most precious gift that was ever given to us is the gift of faith. And it's our chance to go to heaven. It's our chance to we have to develop it, we have to build it. It's been given to us, but we have to do something with it. I believe it's been given to every man, a measure of faith. But tonight I want to just say that we've got to, how do we, how do we um, build our faith? How, how do we get more faith? Well, number one, Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible is the Word of God. And whether you are listening to somebody preach it, whether you read it, whether you listen to it on audio, the Word of God is a book that's like no other book. Because the Word of God, when you read it, listen to it, hear it preached, if you believe it, will give you more faith. When nothing else makes sense in your life, when everything seems to be falling to pieces around you, when you when you can't even pray, read the Word of God. David said this in Psalm 119 and 25. He said, My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. The whole... Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible, is about the Bible itself. David said in verse 114, Thou art my hiding place and my shield, I hope, in thy word. Verse 162, I said, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. The word of God becomes precious. It builds our faith. Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. The Word of God will direct you. It will talk to you. It will show you the way. David said in Psalm 56 and 3, What time I am afraid? I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Number one, to build your faith, you need to get off your time wasters and get into the Word of God. And we, what's so interesting about this, we have more access to the Word of God in our world than we've ever had before. But people are not accessing it. Well, I shouldn't say people are not. People are, but are you? Number two, you can build your faith through prayer. Jude verse, Jude, the book of Jude doesn't have any chapters. There's just one chapter. Verses 20 and 21 said, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves... On your most holy faith, so you can build your holy faith up, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, it says. How do you keep yourself in the love of God? You say, well, I thought God loved us anyway. He does. But if you're going to stay in that special realm of God's love and protection, you've got to protect your faith, and you've got to build it up. And the one of the ways you build it up is by praying in the Holy Ghost, and I don't want to weird you out 
But praying in the Holy Ghost is praying in tongues. That's what it is. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, I pray in the Spirit, and, and I pray with the understanding. Praying in the Spirit is, you don't understand what you're saying because you're praying in tongues. Maybe that's another radio broadcast someday. But in 1 Corinthians 14 and 4, Paul said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Why? Because he's building up his faith. He's keeping himself in the love of God. I'm giving you some simple, this is not This is not um, complicated. I'm not being um, like, oh, this is a deep secret. The Word of God, praying in the Spirit, is how two ways <clears throat> that you can build your faith. If your faith is weak, whether it's been through bitterness, hypocrisy, so-called science, uh, discouragements in life, unanswered prayer, whatever has hurt your faith, you can build it up. It's like a muscle. It's like you use it and it becomes stronger. It's kind of like your brain. It's the same reason old people play crossword puzzles. They're using their brain to build it up. Maybe when I'm an old person someday, I'll play crossword puzzles. Number three, if you want to have more faith, start using your faith. You know, if you use it, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. That's just like a muscle, isn't it? You know, uh, not that I've done anything about it, but I, I've got a friend that told me you can still build muscle when you're over 60. For years, I thought you couldn't. I thought you were just done. But you can still build muscle. Yeah, Brother Bowles just texted me, Romans twelve three. All of us have been given the measure of faith. And that faith can save you if you let it. We, we have the choice. You see, you know, my scripture in Ephesians 2 and 8, two, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 is not talking about predestination. We have been given a gift of faith. What are you going to do with it? Because what you do with it, it's, it's been given to us by the grace of God. He loves us. The, the gift of faith is, is God reaching out to us giving us access to him, because without faith it's impossible to please God. Well, he's given us the faith. We have to use it. We have to build it up. The Bible itself, prayer, using your faith, put it into practice. You know, in the story in Matthew of the five talents and the two talents and the one talent, the 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 these talents that were given are not they're not talents like guitar playing or or gold or you know like money they're not that's not what the story is about faith what are you going to do with the faith that god gave you are you going to use it or are you going to bury it and you'll find out that jesus was pretty upset about the guy that didn't use the faith he was given you've got to put your faith into practice james said it like this he said you can talk about your faith but I'll show you my faith by my works. Like you can put your faith into practice. Like if you are so discouraged uh, and your faith is weak, you can still come to church. 
You can still pray. You say, well, I don't think it's working. Just do it anyway. You can still read your Bible. You've got to put your faith into practice. If your faith is so weak, you say, Pastor Bob, I don't even know where to start. Well, let me give you an idea. Tomorrow morning, before the sun ever gets up, I want you just to say to yourself, I believe the sun's going to rise this morning. And then I want you to go find a spot where you can see the eastern sky and wait for the sun to come up. Because you can believe for that, and God does that too. He does. You can start start there. You know, uh, I'm getting some you know encouraging texts. Thank you so much. You know, there is... We, this gift of faith that's given to us, again, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift from God. It's not of works, like you didn't do this. This, this idea, it wasn't your idea to have faith. It just, it was there. Like I say, you can't take credit for faith, but you will take the blame if you don't do something with it. You can't take credit for the spark. But you'll take the blame if you don't fan the fire. This is the way this works. This is not predestination. Everybody, everybody in this world has been given this gift of faith. And it might be dead, it might be cold, it might be hiding, it it might be dormant, because we won't develop it. But in this program tonight, I'm reaching out to you And I'm telling you, you are the one. You take your faith, and you've got to do something with it. The Bible says, He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to believe. You've got to have faith. Whew. It's kind of, program's going quick. You know, let me just tell you another way to get your faith going right. Get around other people with faith. And I'm not talking about virtually. You know, faith and unbelief are a lot like this COVID, Delta, and Omicron. Is that how you say it? Omicron variant. You know, just before the radio show started, you know, the news, every every news broadcast. I'm I'm sitting in a radio station right now. If you didn't know this, I hear the news. It starts my broadcast every week. You don't hear it, but I, I listen to the news, and then I cut in on it and start the broadcast. And the news, every time, the news is like, you know, a bunch of people are getting sick from this new variant. You know, 150,000 people a day are coming down with the Omicron variant. It's catchy. It really is. It's catchy. It seems like even the people that had COVID are catching this new one. Well, faith is catchy, and so is unbelief. You know, who are you hanging around? The Bible says that be ye not unequally yoked with who? Don't be unequally yoked with murderers? With fornicators? That's not what it's saying. But it says be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, people without faith. Who are you hanging around? You know, who are you hanging around? I like hanging around with people that believe, people that have faith. 
you know, I maybe you think I'm living in some kind of fairy tale, but I still believe God can do anything. I mean, I'm not surprised when God does miraculous things. It, I mean, it, I'm I'm always like cool, you know. I mean, I get excited, <laughs> but it's not. It's kind of like yeah, that's just like God, you know. He does whatever. When Jesus walked this earth as a man. When Jesus showed up at a place, you never knew what, what was going to happen. There might, it might be a funeral, and 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 all of a sudden that corpse comes back to life. I mean, that happened several times. He might show up, and there's blind people there, and next thing you know, they, they can see. And Jesus said, the works that I do in John chapter 14, those works you're going to do, and even greater works than these. Jesus is still alive and well. But now he is operating within his new body, not the one he went to the cross with. His new body is the church. That's his body. We're his body. I like being around people that believe. I like being around people that have faith. Their faith encourages me. Who are you hanging around with? Are you hanging around with a bunch of Hollywood people that are just skeptical of the Word of God? You say, well, I don't really know them. No, but I'm just, are you hanging around with them? Why are you watching their programs? You watch that junk enough, your faith will be gone. Our faith can be influenced by these things. You know, if you're struggling with your faith and you're hanging around the wrong people, I can tell you why you're struggling with your faith. That's why in Hebrews 10.25 it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Like, don't stop coming to church. And let me just tell you, folks, this new Omicron variant, go to church. I'd rather hang around with people of faith and still get sick. <laughs> because the Bible said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Lay your hands on the sick, and what will they do? They'll recover. So it doesn't say you won't get sick, but if you do get sick, you'll recover. I'm pretty sure I had the COVID-19 thing. I couldn't taste or smell. I didn't like it, and I coughed my head off. But I recovered. You say, well, my friend didn't recover. Listen, we're living in a a fallen world. We're going to die from something, but the last thing I want to do is quit hanging around the people of faith. You can let the ministry help build your faith. But you're going to have to listen and apply what you hear. One of the things that really discourages me sometimes as a pastor, I'm running out of time, but I pray and I seek God and I try to get things to preach and teach and even do my radio shows on, and people won't take it to heart. They won't listen. Not, not People do, and I'm not saying not, not in general. But sometimes the people that aren't getting any better, they won't listen to a word I say. Sometimes it's because they got too used to listening to me. That's why we bring in special speakers and stuff sometimes, just so they a new voice, a fresh voice, whatever. But Ephesians 4.11 says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of faith. God gave us the ministry to help our faith. 
First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. The Thessalonian church, which was a great church, they he, he encouraged them, keep edifying one another just like you guys are doing. You can make the difference in other people's faith. You brothers and sisters can make the difference to your younger brothers and sisters. You teenagers that are that are are apostolic people, you can influence the twelve year olds and the ten year olds. Don't you backslide. There's people counting on you. You'll hurt people's faith if you do that. Now it won't be an excuse for them to be lost. But we are our brother's keeper. When you're going when your whole world falls apart and you keep your faith, you are an example to everyone. You know, I want to die well. You know, I'm not planning on dying soon, but you never know. I want to die well. I don't want to be laying in some hospital screaming and, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. I, I, want, to, I want to go out of this world and, uh, you know, you, you come up to the hospital and encourage me. I want to be the one to encourage you, and I hope I am. You know, who knows how it's going to go. But this idea of one another in First Thessalonians, I mean, the Bible says all kinds of things about one another. You love one another, greet one another, salute one another, admonish one another, exhort one another, provoke one another, consider one another, edify one another, forgive one another, forbearing one another, and pray for one another. That's how we ended our service today. We all came up and prayed for each other. You know, this... You can help the faith of others, or you can hurt the faith of others. What are you going to do? Well, Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. I've been teaching on how reasonable it is for churches to set Christian standards so we can obey Bible principles. I'll probably be doing that Wednesday night. I'm kind of getting the itch to speak about something else. I don't know if I'll interrupt my little schedule, but we'll see. I've got this thing kind of burning in me. I might speak about it Wednesday. I might continue this thing on standards. I love it. And and if you're if a brand new person, you'll love it too, because you'll understand why we do the things we do as Pentecostals. Wednesday night at seven thirty, Friday mornings at six AM, there's a men's Bible study at the church. Six AM and breakfast is included for free. We have coffee. The um, uh, Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock. Sunday school, 11 o'clock is our worship service. Sunday school is for all ages. There's also a new converts course or a basic Bible class that I teach every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, right by the entranceway of the church. If you don't want to come to church, you don't believe in going to church, but you want to find out what the Bible teaches, come to 501 Elks Drive, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. I won't make you stay for the worship service. I would like you to stay for the worship service. But if you don't want to, if you just want to be there, it's open discussion. I'll give you a cup of coffee and a donut. And you can just come and you can ask any question you want. You can interrupt my class. Um, I mean, as long as you stay on topic. That's the only thing. Tuesday nights and beach at the Beach Community Center. Sir, yeah, Beach Community Center, 730 Bowman. 7.30, 18 North Main, Bowman, and also 10.30 Sunday mornings in Bowman. 
These are our daughter works. We have churches in, in Beulah, Newtown, Williston, Minot, Bismarck, Mandan, all over the place that you can come and meet us. The most important thing in in this world, and the most important thing in your world, is our faith. Don't let Satan destroy it. Even when it seems like maybe he wins a battle, don't let him win the war. No matter what happens, no matter how bad things are, you can be like the songwriter that said, it is well, it is well with my soul. You know, if your faith is cold, old, crusty, dusty, let God begin to work on your faith. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, God, the most precious thing that you've given us is is faith. Lord, help us to build it. Help us to strengthen it. God, help us to stay away from the things that hurt it. God, I, I pray that you just help us, Lord, today. Help my audience today, God. Build their faith. In the name of Jesus. It was an honor that you listened to this Tell It Like It Is radio show today. Yvonne, I'm going to play a Bill Farron song. She said nothing's as good as Bill Farron, so we're going to play that. Lord willing, next Sunday at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless. People walk in darkness, not knowing where to turn. Trials and troubles on every side as they search for what they yearn. But they don't know that Jesus... Replace their fears with peace and joy The sting of death has been destroyed Tear down the walls Break the chains To help the people bound by sin To be free in Jesus' name Tear down the walls Break the chains To help the people bound by sin You can put your trust in me Tear down the 
deliverance that neither prisoner nor God could afford. As we lift our hands toward heaven, shouting praises in one accord. The bands are loose, the chains fall off, the relationship can be restored. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.